Hello, friends. It's been a week since I last published a podcast. It's been a very long week with an extreme overload of information, and honestly, it's been a lot to take in and even more to learn. I felt it was best to listen and learn as much as possible before I had my special guest, Devin, back. Hey. <laughs> uh, and we're just going to have an open conversation about uh, what it's like to be an interracial couple. And we've been together for the last 11 years, going on 12. And uh, we've lived in several countries. So, yeah, we have some experiences we want to share. We aren't going to be discussing any blatant, blatant racism like things that we should all already be aware of and try our best to call out and stand up for people who are experiencing it, like name calling or violent acts of racism or just the extremely ignorant thing of going back to your country. <laughs> Terrible thing to say to someone. We're just gonna be mostly talking about uh, what it's like as just, you know, everyday things that happen that people mm. might not really realize affect us or especially affect Devin. Yeah, that's the less obvious things that can happen because we live in predominantly white countries mm -hmm. and a lot of people <laughs> struggle to realize that, yes, we are a couple <laughs> somehow for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So, Devin, how are you feeling this week? It's, it's, it's been a weird week. It's definitely been a weird week. It's been a lot of like trying to stay off social media. I just feel like there's still a lot of people that mm -hmm. just don't fully get it or understand it. I think the more time you sit and reflect, the more time you can see perspectives on both sides. Uh, and that for me, I think is the most important thing is actually taking time not to be so tribal mm. and only sort of stand on your side and not listen to what other people have to say. I think there's a lot of people that are like that and they need a bit of a wake, wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. And it really bothers us when people say you're racist for saying all lives matter because clearly that's not a race, racist statement. No. And you, and you, a lot of people really do truly believe that all lives matter and that is the end goal. So I don't think it's racist if that's what you say and want to stand for, but it, I just think that people need to listen more to the people of color who are trying to be heard right now. Yeah, it, it's, I think it's a bit of a lost opportunity if you're just going to jump into that boat, and mm -hmm. I, I will, we'll touch on that later on again. Mm -hmm. Let's start with the Netherlands. Let's, <laughs> it's been great living here for four years, yep. and that is a whole other podcast we want to share, yep. the fun stuff. Obviously, they have... The, their famous tradition of Zwarte Piet, which yeah. is something that we want to be more vocal on this year. Mm -hmm. uh, but what's something in the more day-to-day -day that you've particularly noticed as being a person of color in this very white country? Well, first of all, Amsterdam is quite a different area compared to the Netherlands because it is very multicultural. And I was surprised myself when we first came here that it was super multicultural. I was like, wow, like mm. finally a society where I feel like it's just normal to be yeah. an interracial couple because yeah. there's if you come here to the especially Amsterdam you'll realize there are so many multicultural families with these cute multicultural kids that are just kind of roaming around and it's a bit of a norm thing here and my favorite thing about all the interracial couples is you know how like bus drivers wave at each other from their buses <laughs> they're like yeah we're both bus drivers us as interracial couples when we see another interracial we couple we smile and they smile we back we smile and some with like babies, they like look at us knowingly, like, yeah, you're the, gonna have the cutest yeah, kids on the planet. That's that's exactly what we're that's exactly what we're talking about. So yeah, so it is it is while it is like that, I feel like there's a lot of really underlying things that sort of happen here, especially in Amsterdam. That uh, me as it's okay, it's it's funny because I never really viewed myself as being a brown person or mm -hmm. someone different. 
And I. You're just a person. Exactly. I'm just and a person. And you have friends of all cultures, races, ages, genders, everything. Like exactly. You're, so you're not different to them because you are a part of a bunch of different people. Yeah. <laughs> and also because we lived in so many different countries as well, it hasn't really like hit me as hard. Like, oh, I am different. But in saying that, uh, I find that all these little small instances of stuff over the last couple of years forces me to kind of think like yeah i'm different and it forces me to feel like i'm different like i don't like people making me feel like i'm different what's, so, what's one very specific example of that here it's mainly when we go into stores so like i grocery will grocery stores well not just grocery stores but like most stores especially when it's clothing stores so today will walk into a clothing store and today looks quintessentially dutch blonde <laughs> and not tall no. <laughs> that's the that's no. the part that they notice i'm not dutch <laughs> and so today we'll walk into a store but i will be sort of trailing behind her sometimes on my phone or doing things or whatever and i've noticed on several occasions that when this does happen they will always greet Danae, but they won't greet me or if i walk in first they won't say anything to me but they'll greet Danae. and it's funny because uh, the first few instances I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's just like a weird thing. You know, it doesn't, it's not really something I should pay attention to. But the more frequent that it happens, the more I take notice of it. And the more I take notice of it, the more self-conscious I get. Mm-hmm. And that irritates the hell out of me, almost to the point where I'm like, you know what? I probably shouldn't even go into the store in the first place. I'm not going to steal anything. No. <laughs> but sometimes I've noticed, like, if you walk in first, mm-hmm. you definitely get eyed up by security or whoever's by the door. Because I'm always wearing a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> That is your very much what you wear. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll they'll kind of watch you, and then as soon as they see that I come up to you and I'm a, with you, there's a sigh of relief. It's like a bit of a sigh of relief, and or or even like an audible sigh of relief. And we've noticed it so often. Yeah. And in line with stores, there was that time we went to Belgium. Yes. Yeah. This irritated the bejeebies out of me. If there's there's only a few instances in my life where I've been like ridiculously frustrated and angry and I'm thankful that I had a friend of mine there, Andrew Tebow. Yeah, Tebow. Shout out Tebow, <laughs> uh, who is here from New Zealand and uh, he's also South African as well. So we, we share a lot of sort of same uh, experiences. experiences and like understandings, I think, which mm-hmm. is super important. So we're at this store in Belgium and it's a like, little sort of trinket wooden store thing and we go inside and I don't notice that I'm like maybe the only brown person there, but I, you know, it's fine. But as soon as it's I- It's very busy as it's well. It's super busy. It's tourist season yep. and it's a weekend. So everyone has their day bags. Everyone, everyone has, has their backpacks. Backpack. <laughs> but as soon as I walk in, one of the ladies starts to follow me around the store. And she wasn't being <laughs> subtle. <laughs> so in every aisle you walk down, she would be on the other end of the aisle pretending to do something while looking right at you. Because there's lots of small things in the store, like small and little small little trinket things in the store. So I decided, well, you know, that's fine. Uh, I, I didn't take too too much notice of it, um, but I was walking past something and my bag accidentally scraped like a toy, and I was like, Whoop, whoops, you have to be careful because I bags on my back it just makes me look like a turtle so she said uh excuse me shoulders if you don't know what devon looks like uh she said excuse me can you please take your bag off and leave it at the counter and i said i kind of stopped for a second and i was like okay yeah maybe i should but then i looked around the store and everybody else had a backpack so i said to her i was like but what about everybody else everybody else has has a backpack and she goes oh no can you please just take your backpack to the front so I looked at my friend Tebow uh, because he could see what was going on, and I just and I just said, you know what? I'm just gonna leave this store. So we left the store, and when we got out, my mate was using some very colorful language. I love you, buddy. You're the best. Uh, but we had some other friends there as well, 
And uh, but they didn't take any notice of it. They, it was probably their first experience of being in proximity to something like that happening. Yeah, and so it it kind of frustrated me because I think if you know of someone visibly going through something, even just the slightest bit of empathy instead of siding with the store owner might go a long way, mm-hmm. especially when you get it over and over and over again. So that frustrated the bejeebus out of me. That instance made me very angry. Because uh, I, I, I've never been called out in a store like that before. Yeah, I've followed and all that kind of stuff, and but not not like that. Not when everybody else in the store is wearing a backpack and, where and she you was, get... And where she was, like, looking for a reason to call you out and to tell you to leave your bag somewhere. Should have stolen it's not something. Like, it's, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's not like you... I saw what happened, and it's not like you actually knock something over it was just that you back grace something yeah, yeah i agree something because the shop was so busy it's a very little delicate story anyway so that was my belgium story and that was <laughs> that was annoying but europe is definitely not the only place that we've seen a difference in how people react to us or being no. together um we lived in australia for a year mm-hmm. this is something that for a long time we thought we were just crazy we didn't we were like, that's just strange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to most people who hear this story, you're just going to be like, no, they're uh, just whatever. doing their job. Like, it, you know. It's not a big deal. But the amount of times we've experienced this, and we just had confirmed a, today. We just confirmed today because we spoke with another interracial couple. Who hey, live in Australia. <laughs> hey, Christy and Chris. <laughs> um, and they were like, no way. We thought like. It only happens to us yeah. as well. So we've been married for six years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived in Australia while we were married. So we had our wedding bands and all of our friends around us were not married, but they were also very Australian in the sense that they were all just white. (laughs) And whenever we'd go out for any sort of meal or anything, going to movies, whatever, we would constantly be asked, just Devin and I, if we were going to be paying together. Like, just to make sure we were a couple or something, which seems really normal. And a lot of times it is normal to ask if you will pay together. But when it happens every single time and not to the people around you, around you, everyone just assumed that they were a couple already. So I think you can take that with a grain of salt and be like, mm-hmm. well, okay, a group sitting, I can kind of understand how that'll happen. But there's been numerous occasions where we'll be just us going mm-hmm. on a date. And clearly a date. <laughs> clearly a date. Without wedding rings on, and we're clearly a couple, and they would consistently ask us, like, oh, you guys gonna pay separately? I know it seems like a really trivial thing, but the more it happens, the more you start to think about it, and the more you start to think about it, the more you go, well, in Australian society, seeing a lot of interracial couples, especially in Brisbane, so uh, is is not is not a big thing. It's mm. not a massive thing. It might be different in maybe Sydney, or it might be different in Melbourne, where there seems to be a lot more interracial uh, couples and a lot more uh, multiculturalness, I I would say. Quite a frustrating thing. Another one of those things that I chalk up to being frustrating. Mm. Uh, And that makes you feel like you're different. And it seems harmless, but it's something that we just noticed over and over and over. And then in comparison here, they never ask us that. (laughs) I don't think we've ever been asked, do you want to pay together? We've been living here for almost... And we don't wear wedding rings here. We don't wear (laughs) wedding rings here. We don't have any kids or anything. We've been together... We've been here in the Netherlands for four years and not a single time in the four years have we been asked to 
paying separately. Hmm. Never. Ever, ever, ever. That's one of the well, instances. Well, I think we have one last experience that we wanted to share. And it's the one that is my very first experience. Mm. <laughs> well, to be honest, when we first started dating, I was just excited. I used to say I was dating a black guy. And you would, you would always correct me. See, this is something that I grew up with, not realizing that there's more tones in, in the shade of brown <laughs> and black than just black. <laughs> I'm glad that we, as a society, can learn and change. It's yeah, very, exactly. It's very important. Just sharing some ignorance that yeah. uh, I've had as a, a Christian white woman growing up in small town, you know. And I, I don't think I've ever considered myself racist, but there's definitely things I've said that have shown my ignorance in yeah. the matter. Yeah. And um, one of the earliest memories I have of us dating, where I remember realizing, like, oh, other people are looking at us and not thinking we're together um we were on a date to hoyt sylvia park which is a cinema uh, movie movie theater movie complex it wasn't a busy night no. it was like definitely a couple's movie whatever we were going to see and we were standing together in line laughing joking laughing joking <laughs> being a couple holding hands like definitely space around us we were definitely together yeah it was a quiet it was a quiet it was night, a quiet night. Yeah. and uh we, we quiet down a little bit as we get closer to the till. And then I asked Devin to get my wallet out of my backpack. As we're waiting in line. As we're waiting in line as, as a couple to see a movie. And this middle-aged white lady came up to me and grabbed onto my elbow and pulled me in close and was like, don't be startled, but there is a man going through your backpack. <laughs> And of course that freaked me out. I was like, what, Devin? There's a guy going through my backpack. And I turn around and it's, it's Devin. Me. And I look back at the lady and I was like, yeah, that's okay. He's my he's my boyfriend. boyfriend. Not husband. Wasn't not yet. husband at the time, yeah. Boyfriend. And her mind was blown. She turned bright red. She She was obviously embarrassed. She's embarrassed and she just walked away. She didn't apologize. She didn't do anything. It was yeah. just the weirdest moment. And that was like, what? Eight, eight, ago. nine years ago, years ago. and we yeah. still remember that that moment clear as day. Yeah, I th I think that's super frustrating that we do live in a time where we're so communicated um, and connected. Sorry, not communicated, and we get to see so many things from around the world, but yet seeing multiracial couples uh, still seems like a bit of a weird thing to a lot of people. So, like I said, we weren't sharing any crazy racist stories stories no. we were just sharing the subtle things that make an impact and maybe if this speaks to you you can be more aware of it and i don't know i mean i really do think it comes down to the ignorant factor of things um but if things were perceived to be more normal it's the small things that you do mm. that can make people feel really different yeah and make people feel like outliers. Yeah. And these and, and and these are the small instances. These small instances. And it's not overtly racist. No, and it's these small things that like we can change, I guess, society mm -hmm. uh, to make people like feel normal. You know, I don't like feeling like I'm a different skin color. It just frustrates me when small things like this happen, but it gets built up over a series of time and consistently happens to make me feel that I'm different, and I don't like that. I have been saying that for years, that your skin color is one of my favorite things about you. <laughs> Danaoni says that because I tan up easily. Yeah, but it's beautiful. You have beautiful skin. <laughs> you have beautiful color. I do too, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be this long. No. I hope that you learned something. I hope that you engage with each other and yeah. keep loving and supporting each other. Yeah. And 
you know, just be kind to each other. We're all learning. We're all exploring. We're all figuring it out. But I also think it's very important that this kind of stuff gets discussed. Like, don't feel afraid to discuss things with these people mm. or ask questions because there's so many things that I was like blatantly ignorant to. Um, and there's, you know, I learned over time. And so I think spending time with people and learning and talking about these things is super important. You can't just shut people off because they disagree with you mm. or you can't just shut people out of your lives because they don't see your perspective. I think life's all about learning stuff. And if you're not going to learn, then you're just as ignorant as the person that you shut out. If uh, we agreed on everything, it's just, it doesn't work like that. It's okay to disagree. But I think if you're going to shut people out, that's when the conversation stops. And if you're not having conversation, how can we change? It's okay to disagree as long as you disagree with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this was our little sermon. <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't. We love you all. We care for you all. You are all worthy. And... That's what we want to encourage you with. So mm -hmm. as this continues, because it's not going away, we really need to stand up for each other and support each other. And there needs to be some sort of change happening from all this. So it's not going away. It's going to continue. And if you need someone to talk to, we're here. And that's it for today. Hope you enjoyed this chat with Devin and I, and we hope that you have a lovely rest of your day. Start of it or end of it. Wherever you find yourself, make it a good one. Bye.